Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. Anytime you're in Huntsville, we hope you'll come be part of our worship. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. We hope you'll enjoy this lesson brought to us by Glenn Colley. Today's scripture reading will be from Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 8, New King James Version. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We had grandchildren. Cindy and I did the last few days, and so we've had a really a, a loud and exciting time at our house. Santa got the memo, and he came yesterday instead of today, and um, so he brought a number of things. He brought some poof ball guns. That's not what they're really called. I just don't remember the real, but they're, they're balls about this big. They're made of foam rubber, and they force them out with air, and so they shoot pretty far. And we had a battle in the house, and we all participated. And when Ezra would get bossy, why, we would just gang up and just pelt him. And uh, he, would take the, he would take it like a man, and that was good. That was good. We, we've had a lot of fun, and we eat at very strange times, and we eat food that we don't normally eat. And so it's been a wonderful time for family. I hope you've had a great time. I know some of you don't have family to be with this season. And there are reasons in some of your lives for grieving. And I um, understand something about first Christmas after a loss, and some of you understand that. And uh, I can't imagine a better way to end this day than together with you singing praise to God, praying and thinking about His Word. About, uh, let's see, I guess it was last Wednesday night, I taught a class that, that I was a fill-in because people were traveling. Uh, let's see. No, it was last Sunday. Sorry. Last Sunday. Of our teenage boys, the young men. And there were 15 or 20, I guess, in there. I don't know the number, but they're wonderful. They're, I've, I've never taught a better group of boys. Uh, they, are, they were not just well-behaved, but they're engaged. And they're, they want to know more about Scripture. And their minds work so quickly. And it, it's just a delight to get to teach them. And in the course of the class, at some point, I asked them about Jesus. And, and, and I want to I raise this question to you, and this is what I want to talk about. I'm not going to preach a long time tonight, but I want to talk about this and plant this seed thought in your mind and let you pursue it. Because I think it's valuable to us. It's important to get a grasp of this, even though it begins with a fanciful thought. What if Jesus came back today, not, not in judgment, but I mean as a man, what if he, and he's not going to do this, but what if he revisited earth as a man? What if Jesus came back today? How would it be? What kinds of things would happen? What would you anticipate happening? Oh my, you know, my mind goes in all different directions. About, I mean, you have major news networks would want the first pictures or quotes or and if they could get an interview wouldn't that be something the president 
would struggle with this. He'd have to talk to his handlers to make sure whether it was all right because Christians today are considered to be far-right radicals in some way. And so mm, it'd be kind of iffy maybe. The Pope, oh, the Pope would just assume that he would have the first council, the first visit with Jesus, and maybe, that, maybe Jesus would come on to the Vatican, and that's what he would want to do. Jesus would want to do because the Pope is the vicar of Christ, right? He would be disappointed. What would happen if Jesus came back? I guess he would have to have some sort of appointed bodyguards to protect him because I think the crowds would be very, very large. And the first time that he was scheduled to speak, how many people would be there? Where would you have it? How many people would come? And one of the boys in the class raised his hand and said that he would spend anything he had or borrow anything he had to travel to the place so that he could listen to Jesus preach. I share that sentiment. Don't you? Whatever I had to do to get there, I would get there. If I, if I had to crawl, I think I would get there to sit and listen to him. And maybe you would have a million people. I don't know what it would be like. People would travel to hear him preach. It would be on all the networks, I think. I think it, I think it would be huge. But then there would be this problem. And, and it's where I want to go in your thought processes now. And that is that Scripture teaches over and over again that Jesus wouldn't teach anything differently. He would teach what he always taught. It, it, it would be the same thing. Oprah, Oprah would be on TV, and she would say, don't be stressed about this. He's a great man, but he isn't and never will be the only way to heaven. He isn't everyone's savior. Some would say, critics would say, look, he was important during the first century, but he's not important now. We as a race of people have progressed beyond that, well beyond that. And they would try to discredit him. Some would say, I don't know who he is, but I can tell you that he's not the Jesus that I've been trying to serve all my life. He's an imposter. He's got to be an imposter. Why would he say the things that he says? The plaster would crack. This, this excitement, this exultation over him being here again in the flesh would soon die down and change. Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? Well, you, you can add to it Matthew 24 and 35 where our Lord said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. How long is never? In other words, the point is, I, I can say without any hesitation that what Jesus would teach would be exactly what he taught that you read in your New Testament. That's what he would teach. John 12 and 48, listen closely. He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word which I speak, now mind you, this was in the first century, of course, but get it, the word which I speak, the same shall judge him in the last day. How long is it going to last? I mean, how long would these things be true? If Jesus came back to earth today, would you be glad to see him? Would you be surprised at what he said? You know who's not going to be surprised? I mean, wouldn't be if this happened? And the answer is people who study their Bibles. People who study the scriptures would not be surprised about the things that Jesus would say. They would be delighted. They would love to hear him say them. Let me give you half a dozen things. He wouldn't change. He wouldn't have changed in his attitude toward religious error. Here's Matthew 15, beginning in the first verse. 
Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the fathers or the elders? If they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God? Because of your tradition. For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, What profit might have been received from me as a gift to God? Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you've made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you? These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, listen closely, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You suppose Jesus would say the same thing today? What about Matthew 7 and 21? Not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, here's the judgment day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, in thy name cast out demons, in thy name done many wonderful works? And I'll profess unto you, depart from me, I never knew you, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. Would he change? Jesus would still speak of his church. And he wouldn't speak about a lot of churches, he'd speak about one church. You know, on this rock I will build my church. Matthew 16 and verse 18, that's what he would talk about. I... I, I and he loves it. He would, still, would he still love it? Would he, would he love it like he did before? Sure he would. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it. If Jesus came to earth today, there would be a large splash. A lot of fanfare. A lot of attention. It would be the biggest news story of the year. And he'd be real happy, until I think, until people at large discovered that Jesus was still saying the same thing. The avenues of worship would be the same. He'd want us to worship him, or worship God, the way that the New Testament teaches, singing, praying, the Lord's Supper, Bible preaching, contribution wouldn't change. And it would be on the first day of the week, too. Number two, he wouldn't change his teaching about morality. He'd teach the same thing if he came back to earth today. Liberal thinkers, I'm sure, would quake when Jesus repeated words like these, Matthew twenty fifteen, Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than, than for that city. In other words, if you want to explain how condemned a particular city or culture is, Jesus would pull his memory and he would, he would find some other place, some other occasion that is obviously going to be a damnation situation. And he would say, it'll be more tolerable for them. It'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for those people from that city. I think that it would just make people come apart. How could Jesus teach this? Well, Galatians 5, beginning in 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident or manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace 
and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the, in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. You think that Jesus would still teach that? You think he would teach those words if he came back again today? And the answer is, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Of course he would. Or Matthew 7 and verse 12, Whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For such is the law and the prophets. Or love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And how are you and me doing on that? Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. Now, here's number three. If he came back today, he would still say the same thing. He would not have changed in his ability to save people. Just consider that our Lord never lost a case while on earth for lack of ability on his own part. He never did. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody he came in contact was saved. That wouldn't be true. But it was always because of their decision, not because of his. John 5 and verse 40, you're not willing to come to me that you might have life. He was life. He is still life. In Luke 19.10, he came to seek and save that which was lost. He never, ever lacked ability, and he would still have the ability to save people today. Now here, that leads to number four. He wouldn't change in his plan of salvation. It'd be the same. If he came back today, it would be the same. Now, Now that shouldn't be shocking, but I think maybe it is because in Christendom right now, you have so many different methods by which people can be saved. And Jesus wouldn't, he wouldn't follow down those paths. He wouldn't try to confuse people and say, let me tell you a dozen ways this could work out. What he would say is the same thing he always said. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. And he that believes not shall be damned. That's what he would say. All authority has been given unto me. Wait, Jesus, you, you don't really mean that. I mean, you, I mean, you mean all authority has been given unto you over people who profess Christianity. No, no, no. I mean the whole world. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and upon earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And some translations say world and some say age. It doesn't make any difference because the word age there is about the Christian age. Either way you slice it, it, it means till the end of time. It means from now on, if he came to the world today, I can promise you what he would not do is follow the religious trends around us. He would still be the same Jesus, and he would still say the same thing. And the fact is, we, Keith was talking about it the other day, we, we like the baby better. We always liked the baby better. I think that's very interesting. If we could get him back to earth as a baby... I think that people would be happier for a longer period of time. But the fact is that that's not my illustration. That is not what I'm saying. I'm talking about if he came back as a man. If he came back as a man, his popularity would be very, very short-lived, I think, at least among many people. His plan of salvation wouldn't change. Number five, he wouldn't change his love and tenderness. Now, would you just... Enjoy this reality with me, because if I could get to him, I mean, I, I don't see how I could. I don't see, you could imagine all the people. And, but if I could get to him, I would. If I could go hear him, if I could sit down and talk to him, I would. If I could fall down at his feet, that's what I would do when I first saw him. 
Wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you would. We all would. Of course we would. And we would just want to listen to him. We just want to hear him. Just hear him talk. And his tenderness would not have changed. Romans 5 and 8, God commends his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, wait a minute, that's very compassionate. I mean, I said, poor, that's because that's what I need. I need his compassion because I have sinned. He commends his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and 16. I love Mark 6 and verse 7. Listen to this. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. They were alarmed, but he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples... Here's, my, here's the part. Ready? Go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you into Galilee where you'll see him as he said to you. What do you why, why did he? I mean, Peter's a disciple, right? Go, go tell the disciples and Peter. Why would you do that? And the answer is that Peter, Peter has just denied the Lord. Peter, Peter denied him three times. Peter's been crying a lot. Peter's just a broken man because he's so ashamed. He's just got this self-loathing going on. Here's this moment of truth. Here's this, this critical moment. And what did he do? The answer is he failed the Lord. He failed him. And he did it with a, he did it with a curse. Jesus says, the angel says, go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. As he said to you, Peter, Peter, I want, I want to see you. I want you to come. You come with the rest of the disciples. Jesus wouldn't change in his love and tenderness. Matthew 11. What, what would it mean? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm meek, I'm lowly in heart. You'll find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's who he would be. He would still be that one, wouldn't he? Number six, here's the last one. He would, not have, he would not have changed in his faithfulness. He wouldn't have changed in his faithfulness, his consistency, his reliability. Sometimes, rarely, but sometimes, a mother will forget her child. Now, yes, they do sometimes. I can remember when Hannah and Caleb were little and we were having members of the church over to the house, a bunch of people. We were in two cars. And we were, so we got there, and we were having lots of fun with all the Christians. And the phone rang, and Hap said, uh, Listen, y- y'all interested in Hannah? Y- you still, would you like her? I mean, she's here with us still. You want me to bring her over? Are we interested in her? <laughs> you know, or what? I Cindy, I thought you got her. Well, Glenn, I thought you got her. And there were so many people and children there, we just didn't know she was gone. Sometimes, 
a mother may forget her child. Closest ties should exist between husbands and wife, but sometimes, sometimes you'll have a circumstance where there's unfaithfulness. Shouldn't be that way. Sometimes it is. Closest earthly friends sometimes disappoint one another and even sometimes become enemies. Friendships are sometimes broken by misunderstandings, harsh words. But here's what 2 Timothy 2.13 says. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. If he came back, I'm here to tell you that he would be faithful. I'm, I'm here to tell you that he would be consistent. He would be tender and loving. He would be consistent in doctrine. He would be consistent in reference to false religion. He would be consistent in reference to morality and the principles of morality that we teach and preach and understand from Scripture. It wouldn't deviate. It would be, it would be the same. Now, I don't know how you react to that. I, I, I really think that there must be a lot of people on the earth right now who would find that very offensive because they find his original t- teachings offensive, radical, too much. But for those of us who love him, to those of us who, who have named his name, to, to those of us who are his disciples and his followers, and we, we put all of our trust in him, everything that we have is his. We write him a blank check, and we just hand it over without hesitancy. I'm, I'm your servant. I will always be your servant. He is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to conclude with John chapter 6. And Jesus was teaching, and some of the disciples listened to him, and they, they, they just could not plug into what he was saying. They... They wouldn't, they just, they just walked away. Must have been very painful for the Lord. Watch them. But these are disciples. These are, these are disciples. But they're done with this. And they just, they just walk away. And Jesus turned to those apostles, the ones closest to him, and he said, Would you also go away? Peter said, and Peter had some good moments too, you know. Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And today, you and I, if he came back again, he's not going to do this. This is fanciful. It's just for stimulating our thought processes. But if he came back today, he would be the same. And our response to him would be, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we know that you are the Son of God. I'm so glad you're here tonight. I'm glad to see you. I wonder if there's somebody here who wants to obey the gospel. I can't think of a a better way to end this, this year than for you to become a Christian if you're not. I know most of you are. Is there someone here who wants to obey the gospel? We'll be happy to baptize you into Christ, just like the Bible says, for the remission of your sins. And if you need prayers for, from the Christians tonight, now would be such a good time to do that. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word, brought to us by Glenn Colley. If you have comments or questions, Glenn can be reached by email at colley at westhuntsville.org.